listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Well, this week, it's episode number 99. And we are very excited to welcome, for the very first time, our special guest, El Sazon, Angel Escalera. He's lighting things up at Freelance and Freelance Underground, among other places. We'll talk about salsa and so much more in just a few minutes. All right, so not a ton of stuff happening around Christmas time, but we did have one show scheduled last week, but they got canceled because of a spike in the COVID outbreak in the Chicago area. Freelance Wrestling's Flawless Victory was supposed to be last Thursday night, December the 23rd, at the Emporium Arcade Bar in Logan Square, Chicago. Unfortunately, postponed, but supposedly will be rescheduled down the line when things get a little bit better once again. And another local news item to kind of touch upon here, rest in peace to Marcus Crane. He's a guy who's worked some, several of the Chicago Indies over the last several years, early 30s, passed away. Very sad story. It seemed like a story of redemption at first because he had this really traumatic brain injury, but came back to Russell after that, got back in the ring. Unfortunately, he just passed away, and I didn't know him personally, nor did I get to meet him, but I know a lot of people who do know him very well, and just by that testament alone, I know he was a guy that was very, very much beloved. And rest in peace, Marcus Crane. He wrestled in AAW. He was a former AAW Tag Team Champion, among other places in the Chicagoland area. Rest in peace, Marcus Crane. Very, very sad. Coming up this week, one big show to touch upon in the Chicagoland area. That's AAW Pro's final show of 2021. It's called Unstoppable, and it's Thursday night, December the 30th, at the Logan Square Auditorium in Chicago. There will be a Ruby Soho meet and greet Thursday night starting at 6, and then the rest of the show will be starting around 6.30 that night. And just some of the matches already announced for that night, the AAW Championship, Matt Fitchett defends the title against Rich Swan. The aforementioned Ruby Soho, now going strong in AEW, takes on the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, in an intriguing intergender match. It should be a whole lot of fun. AAW Heritage Championship, Hakeem Zayn defends the championship against Ace Austin and Myron Reed. A triple threat. Then it's a mixed tag team match, Christy James and Ren Jones taking on Sky Blue and Storm Grayson. I love the Sky Blue and Storm Grayson team. Two of the hottest young stars in the Chicagoland area on the rise. And now they're teaming up in a spotlight match at AAW. So I'm very happy for both Sky and Storm 
as they should continue their upward mobility. Lady Frost takes on Hyan, plus also advertised for the show, tag team champions Ace Perry and Hammerstone, former AAW champion Fred Yehai, Juice Robinson of Gardner, Illinois, Alex Zane, Russ Jones, the last real man Silas Young, one called Manders, Larry D, Dante Leon, and Jake Something. So it's another action-packed show for AAW to close out the year, Thursday night, December the 30th. Also on the national scene, we have WWE's first pay-per-view of 2022, Saturday night, January 1st. That's right, there's going to be a few more pay-per-views on Saturdays this year. And it all starts with day one, and that'll be down in Atlanta, live on Peacock. WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defends the title against Brock Lesnar. Where does Paul Heyman fit in all of this? I mean, I think we see Paul Heyman in one capacity or another. I mean, they did their whole tribute video on the Christmas Eve SmackDown, thinking that Paul's done. Uh, Paul was all despondent in his interview with Caleb Braxton, saying his career might be over. But we all know this is professional wrestling, and we all know Paul Heyman could barely tell the truth. So I'm thinking we're seeing Paul Heyman, and it might be an elaborate swerve to screw over Brock and put Roman Reigns on top once again. That's what I'm thinking. That's my prediction. That's my feel here. Let's see if I'm right. WWE Championship four-way match. Big E defends the title against Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley. I would be interested to see if Kevin Owens comes out on top here and takes the title. He's supposedly re-signed with WWE, and this is a major victory for WWE considering just about everybody whose contract has run out has done the quick little revolving door exit to AEW. This, however, not the case. Owens is sticking around. It might be a shift in momentum back toward WWE. I have a feeling Owens might come out of here with this, but I'm not 100% sure, but I could totally see it. Okay, let's just say it right now. I'm going to pick Kevin Owens, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So KO for the title there. Edge takes on The Miz in a grudge match. Then we have the rematch for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defends the title against Liv Morgan. That was a hell of a match on Raw a few weeks ago. Liv really kind of elevated herself in that match. Becky made her look good. They told an absolutely great story. Probably the best match of Liv Morgan's career. Fundamentally sound and in the ring and with storytelling. So this is going to be really good again, I think. Let's see if they can replicate or even top that Raw match. WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And tell me if you've seen this before. The Usos defend the titles against the new day of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. I mean, we've seen that match probably 50,000 times already. Just like we've seen Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston a million times over the last 12 years. And then here's a one more match that's been announced. The Scottish Warrior, Drew McIntyre, against Madcap Moss. And I went back and forth with a friend of mine on Twitter a couple of months ago about Madcap Moss. All these guys are being released, Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, Ruby Riot, names on top of names, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt. And somehow, Madcap Moss is still on the roster. He must have pictures of somebody somewhere. Mad Cat Moss. Oof. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. 
All right. Coming up next in just mere moments, our special guest this week, El Sazon, Angel Escalera. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, here on Windy City Slam podcast this week, we welcome one of the most charismatic rising young stars in Chicago and independent wrestling. He's a freelance academy product, El Sazon, Angel Escalera. How you doing, buddy? Hello, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm awesome. I'm so glad to have you on. I'm glad we're finally able to connect. Yeah, it's great to be here. Uh, I'm excited. Yes, indeed. So the salsa dancing, it, I assume it's more than a gimmick because you're really good at it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, so if you couldn't tell by uh, my uh, gear, um, not the black gear, but my gear, I am Puerto Rican. So um, salsa and just dancing in general is very big in our culture. Um, I grew up dancing salsa at family parties and uh, um, with friends. And uh, I also took a class for a year when I was in high school. So um, it's in my blood. It's in my roots. It's with my people. So that is definitely something that is not a gimmick. It is, it's a part of me. So uh, when did you actually start dancing? Um, I never really danced like uh, professionally or anything like that. It was more so like just growing up as a kid, just with family, like I was saying, like kind of at parties, I guess that's mm-hmm. uh, when I would, when I guess I started. Um, so yeah, just growing up, no real set age, just like at parties, like even when I was like just a little baby, you know, my, my aunts, um, my cousins, they would always like pick me up, like dance and stuff like that. And um, we would all just have a great time. So I really started just like in like the party atmosphere, so to say, like the cookouts and things of that sort. And then um, when I took a class uh, my sophomore year of high school, um, the school that I went to, the high school that I went to was a, a liberal arts school. Um, it's called Shy Arts. So um, they're a performance arts high school. So uh, every kid there had a specific conservatory. I was there for uh, theater, um, but they also offered uh, um, like other classes as well. So I took a salsa class for a year there um, just to get better. <laughs> and I also enjoyed it. And um, it made me just feel more connected with uh, just Puerto Rico and um, my roots. So I definitely uh, took that up. Uh, so I, yeah, I guess you could say I started starting professionally ish sophomore year, but then just growing up, I just did it for fun. Yeah. You ever dream about making mo- more of a serious run at it and maybe getting on dancing with the stars at some point? <laughs> hey, I mean, there's a couple of uh, wrestlers that have been like uh, the Miz recently. I know, uh, I believe Chris Jericho at one point was on it, but I mean, if there was ever an opportunity, I would be more than happy to, I definitely would love to, that'd be fun. I would have a great time with that. Obviously, uh, you're you're a big student at Freelance Academy, but uh, thank you. How long, how long have you been uh, in the business now? It hasn't been super super long, right? Right. So um, I started training in 
2017. Um, it was towards the end of February. Uh, so I started training then with um, another promotion called uh, Just Pro Wrestling, which is now known as Wrestle League. Yes. Um, so they're the same promotion, um, just under new management, under new branding and things of that sort. So I was with them from 2017 through January of 2019. And um, I left and I went to freelance. Um, and I started training with them from January of 2019 to present, but I had my first match in March of 2018. So training wise in total, I've been, um, at it for going on. Wow. Sorry, it's about to be five years. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So it's going to be five years since training. Um, and then actually working matches, uh, it'd be coming up on four years. And you've had some really good uh, showings for freelance and freelance underground and uh, Thank you. even uh, Zello pro Berwin championship wrestling recently. And uh, I think you even snuck your way onto a couple of warrior pre-shows. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I appreciate that. I've been working, working my tail off. <laughs> yeah. So freelance Academy now, um, mm-hmm. who has a hand in your training primarily over there? Um. So I originally started training with uh, Bryce only when I first started in 2019. And um, he really uh, hooked me up over there. Um, He gave me a helping hand when I was uh, leaving from Wrestle League. Um, I was trying to find my place. So he invited me over and I started training with them, um, specifically only his classes, nothing against Isaiah. Um, But then like six, seven months into it, um, I, was able, I was able to gather enough money to um, do Isaiah's classes as well. So then um, I started training with both of them, but those would be the main two people that have uh, a hand in my training. Um, specifically now, I'd say uh, still those same two, but a lot of heavy influence from uh, Kylie Ray as well, for sure. And speaking of Kylie Ray, it's a great segue to my next question. You and Kylie had that incredible match over at uh, Freelance Underground at the Back at Church Street show in June. What was that like, wrestling her? Oh, man. Uh, I told her, uh, like, right before, um, yeah, like, right before the match, I told her, I'm like, you know, this is a dream match of mine. Like, I remember um, first seeing her back in 2018 and just seeing her wrestle and, like, just the way she did everything was just so crisp and so amazing, you know, and she's like the ultimate face. And um, like that was, that immediately became a dream match of mine to Russell Kylie. Like every once in a while, like when I would think about dream matches, like she would always pop up and I'd be like, man, like how would I like approach this opponent? You know, how would I strategize? So to be able to have that uh, dream match become a reality, um, especially so soon, it felt like, it was just awesome. And I hope we could run it back someday, but that was a fun match. I learned a lot and it was just, it was just great. Definitely a dream come true. Yeah. And that was her return from a long absence. And then after that match, that incredible match where it almost looked like you were going to win there a couple of times. That was when project Monix actually returned as well. So uh, you yeah. were kind of involved in that huge kind of story where they were both coming back. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, as for Monix, um that was a big match for me to wrestle kylie and uh monix uh coming back 
um i know that was huge and it uh was kind of overshadowed um in my opinion like in the media yeah but now knowing what we know about monix i think uh i think it's time me and him have a match because that match with kylie brought a lot out of me and i think i have what it takes to take down monix especially after what he did to matt nix and um to all the wrestling world fooling us so if he thinks that uh him coming up after that hard fought match trying to take the spotlight away from not only kylie but myself i got another thing coming let's see what happens when me and him step in the ring together one-on-one so i don't want to put words in your mouth or anything but he kind of stole your thunder a little bit is what you're saying yeah yeah he did that was a dream match of mine and um to have that immediately go from me coming up short but still fighting my butt off to then immediately like oh monix it's like all right okay i see how it is yeah crazy stuff right there Mm -hmm. and i was um in attendance and covering ringside at zello pro where you recently fought bryce benjamin in a hell of a match and you pulled off the victory in that one as well and what was that experience like for you to to get a, a victory over one of your mentors oh man uh another one of my dream matches i could definitely say this year alone was a lot of dream matches that I had. So um, to be able to finally wrestle Bryce, man, I've been wanting to do that for years, but to be able to come off with the victory, um, it definitely wasn't easy, but I definitely think he underestimated me in that match. Um, But even if he didn't, I would still fight with my heart every time I step in that ring. And that's the only outcome I could see with me, um, with my hand raised by the ref in victory and uh from what i've been hearing he's not too happy about the victory but if he wants to run it back we'll see we'll see maybe what you, i will yeah what do you think of his dancing he likes to dance a little bit too as that one sexy mofo yeah his dancing his dancing's pretty good i mean um he definitely has more of a a disco uh style which i'm also familiar with um he has more of that disco uh Saturday Night Fever, um, Soul Train type of style, which um, I'm a fan of. So I, I really appreciate his dancing. That I can't knock him on. He's a he's a really good dancer. He knows how to move his hips. <laughs> now going back to the academy, is there a particular wrestler you like training with the most? Ooh, um, man, if I were to just name one. I'd probably say uh, Davey Bang. Um, me and him are really good friends and uh, um, really good friends in the wrestling business tend to like really bring the best out of each other. So um, whenever me and him are working uh, in training, we always uh, try to one up each other. and We always try to like um, not even just put our best foot forward, but we just try to go fully, fully at it as if we were like actually in front of people. So um he definitely brings the best out of me and uh i definitely love um having him as a training partner so you actually had a chance to team not only with davy but august as well so it was you and mm-hmm. the bang bros at uh, freelance i believe last month in a two-on-three handicap match against the ticket home wreckers yep yeah that was a fun match uh when i uh first um seen that it was official um i was really happy because uh those two are um 
definitely some of my uh, closest friends. So to be able to fight with them uh, side by side at freelance, especially, um, I came up with them. So it was definitely a match where um, I felt comfortable in and I was teaming with the hottest tag team in the Midwest. So how could you expect another outcome than the outcome that happened with us winning? Absolutely. And cheap plug here from Windy City Slam podcast. They were the guests on last week's show, The Bang Bros. So if you want to check that episode out, you can do that once you're finished listening to Angel Escalera, of course. Go ahead and back in the archives, look it up last week's episode, episode number 98. The Bang Bros were the special guests. This, of course, episode 99, which means we're just one short of the century mark. And it's been a great run for me here over at Windy City Slam podcast. And now back to this interview. Um, any crazy road stories or, or crazy stories backstage or any weird locker room situations you've ever been involved in? Um, <laughs> man, uh, let me see. Um, I could definitely say uh, driving with uh, Chico Suave is quite the experience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One time uh, back in 2019, I believe, we were uh, coming back to Chicago um, after a uh, WTF show down in Indiana. And uh, we were were coming close to my house. um, And at this time, um, I didn't have... uh, my driver's license yet or a permit um but i didn't know how to drive like i was still training um but we were like a couple blocks away from my house and like he was getting cramps like crazy for like the past like couple of days or so and then all of a sudden like he his like whole stomach and chest like just completely cramped up and he like swerves and pulls over and he's just like <laughs> We're, in the, we're basically in the middle of the street. He walks out the car. He takes his shirt off. And he's just like, just like moaning and rubbing his stomach in the middle of the street. And cars are pack, passing by, like looking at him all weird. And he's just waving at them, just in so much pain. He's like, I need you to drive. I'm like, dude, I don't even have a permit yet. He's like, I need you. To, you need to drive. I can't do it. Just drive to your house. I'm like, He's like, do you know the way? I'm like, yeah, I know the way, but if we get pulled over, that's, he's like, I don't care. Just drive, just drive. So I, I drove um, like 10 miles below the speed limit and I made it home, but um, that was definitely funny. Anytime someone could ride with Chico, it's always going to be an entertaining experience. So yeah, that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely one of my favorite memories. That definitely sounds like Chico to me too. He's yeah. A quirky personality and he's just a hell of a guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's a pretty crazy story for sure. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your long-term goals in professional wrestling? Oh, man. Um, that's a great question. Uh, so recently, I kind of um, came to the realization, like, just with everything going on, like, especially being on freelance, like, um, I kind of feel like I made it already um freelance has been just such a big goal of mine as well as promotions like Zello and um Warrior as well like um being able to just go throughout this year and accomplish those promotions even being on like um the GCW Fight Forever show and the Second City Summit show as well um I kind of feel like I made it not that I not that I don't want to go any further like long-term goals I would love to be signed to um, a WWE or an AEW or an Impact 
Um, I would love to wrestle in different countries. You know, I would love to wrestle for um, bigger indie promotions like GCW more consistently or like an MLW. But um, for those long-term goals, yeah, I would, I would love to do that. Those are definitely goals. But right now, like I could definitely say that I'm, I'm happy and I feel like I made it and I want to continue pursuing this dream. And um, I want to go as far as uh, it'll take me and as far as I could go. But I could confidently say for the first time ever really in my career that I'm, I'm satisfied. And that doesn't mean I'm going to slack off. I'm going to continue working my butt off, but I'm really satisfied and I'm happy. So yeah, that's, it's definitely a good feeling. I'm sure you have people that are going to be telling you, Oh, just stay hungry. I mean, you can be satisfied, but you, you gotta still be forward thinking forward looking mm-hmm. and obviously grab that brass ring. If it's dangling down, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. And of those people, um, just because I'm satisfied doesn't mean I can't eat more. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, like I said, I'm still going to be working my butt off. I'm not losing that fire or, or that passion at all. But to be satisfied and to be happy where you are, that's a good thing. Because where I was before all of this, it was a pretty dark place. It was a pretty dark place of um, a lot of mental health issues and a lot of self-doubt and a lot of self-consciousness and just a lot of negative thoughts going through my head because as a wrestler, you, your brand is yourself. You're basically selling yourself and to be turned down or uh, to not be where you want to be, you could take that pretty personally. So I'm happy where I'm at because I could actually be satisfied and I could actually be happy. Whereas before I wasn't, and I was beating myself up a lot and I was getting into really dark places. So I'm still I'm 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 still wanting to go further, but I I'm just happy to be happy now. Yeah, that's great. Um, was there anybody in particular that kind of like set your mind straight? Oh yeah, um, uh, free, everybody at Freelance Wrestling Academy, everybody like, um, yeah, I can name specific people. Um, obviously, like a a Davy Bang, um, a Trevor Outlaw, like I, Isaiah Kylie, but everybody did you know um we're a real family over there and uh when i was going through what i was going through each and every single one of them were there supporting me and um they helped me get to to where i am today and they're going to be the ones that are helping me um get to where i'm going to in the future so they all helped me um i i have no one to thank but all of them so um yeah every single person there a lot of people talk about freelance like a family and uh, hearing this just makes it even more so in my opinion. Uh, thanks for sharing that story. Thank you for allowing me to share it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you mentioned Project Monix a little while ago during this interview. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any other opponent, including him, that you kind of want to face down the line here over the next couple of years? Oh, yeah. Um, definitely. Definitely. Um, let's see. At freelance, I would love to get my hands on Trevor Outlaw, but sadly, he is currently injured. Um, who else? Hmm. I would love to wrestle Isaiah, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I, I would love to wrestle Isaiah. Um, that's someone that'll bring a lot out of me, especially as my trainer and uh that match for me um I would look at that match as like a test to see 
um, how far I've come and if I can hang. Um, so I, Isaiah is definitely one of them. And then, uh, hmm, I would really love to wrestle. Um, I know this may sound weird because our styles are very different, but I would love to wrestle uh, Jonathan Gresham. I would love to wrestle Gresham. I would also uh, really love to wrestle. I mean, this is a long shot, but Rey Mysterio is my dream match. You know, um, never say never in wrestling. That's the saying. So, I mean, who knows? Um, I would, that would be amazing. I love Rey Mysterio. He's uh, definitely my inspiration in wrestling. And then also um, Jeff Hardy. And now um, that could be possible. Who knows? Never know. But uh, Jeff Hardy and Rey Mysterio, those two um, for the uh, bigger names. And then also um, I would love to wrestle on Alex Zane. Um, and test to see if I can hang with someone with that really fast-paced style. Um, let's see. Yeah. Um, just yeah, just to name a few. I don't want to like give a whole list, but yeah, those are definitely a few that I would love to uh, challenge myself with. I don't want um, I don't want someone that uh, won't bring the best out of me, so to say. I want someone that could uh, not only bring the best out of me, but bring something different out of me. And um, for example, my match with Robert Hugo Anthony, he brought something different out of me. Yes. And that's what I'm looking for. He brought the fighter out of me. So um, I'm looking for something like that in an opponent. Yeah, that was another terrific match that you got you had with Ego. Uh, really, really yeah. good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Another dream match. <laughs> you have a great checklist too to, uh, to kind of maybe make some notches on. So we'll see if that happens over the next few years. Yeah, definitely. You never know. So yeah. we can only hope for the best. And uh, before I let you go, uh, thank you very much for coming on, by the way. Your social media, merchandise, and whatever upcoming shows you might have, go ahead and plug away. Merchandise coming soon. Um, I just started um, a new job with uh, App Electronics. Um, I was in a trade school for the past year and a half. And once I graduated, I got hired immediately. So um, merchandise-wise, I never really necessarily had enough money to like actually get stuff printed and like get a design and stuff but now i do so merchandise will be coming soon and um it's definitely something to check out because i'm looking at a design that people would wear on the street and um i don't want to just make it a wrestling shirt i wanted to make it fashionable then as for instagram el sason underscore official um twitter l underscore sason angel um i don't really use facebook but it's angel escalera um if you guys want to reach out there uh yeah that's my social media and merchandise coming soon all right thank you very much angel escalera uh we'll see you out of the matches over the next few months thanks for coming on oh yeah definitely thank you for having me hope to be on again soon Great time talking to up-and-coming rising superstar, El Sazon, Angel Escalera. A lot of fun talking to that young man. Only 20 years old, nowhere to go but up. Fun, fun guy, charismatic, great character. Much more to come and much more to hear from El Sazon himself. All right, next week, it's going to be our 100th episode. Very excited to celebrate. We're going to have plenty of special guests already booked for the show. Sam Adonis, yours rudely, 
Trevor Outlaw, and the man who was a big influence on starting this Windy City Slam podcast, my former partner and longtime friend, Chris Lanuti. So a lot of fun getting back with him next week to talk about the history of the show, plus a lot more, maybe another surprise or two before we get done. This is Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.